Hello, and welcome to the Elk River Lutheran Church Powered by Love podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Elk River, Minnesota, right on the banks of the Mississippi River. Today we'll explore the Bible, life, and faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some sacred wit. To be powered by love is a spiritual thing More than a feeling To be powered by love Don't take money Don't take fame Don't take no credit card To ride this train It's strong and sudden It's cruel sometimes But it might just save your life To be powered by love Well, grace, mercy, and peace to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, this morning we are continuing our sermon series, A Picture Perfect Family, with our theme of A Space for Grace. Now, when we think about family, oftentimes we get this kind of quintessential perfect picture of a picture perfect family. You probably know what I'm talking about, the two and a half children, house with a white picket fence, the dog running around the yard, um, you know, those types of picture-perfect moments. Or maybe, if you're thinking about this picture-perfect moment, you might think of the picture-perfect job that you had dreamed about as a child, or the perfect marriage, or maybe you have plans for your kids to attend the perfect school. Or, depending how this goes, maybe you have this image in your mind of the perfect retirement life. What will retirement be for you when you head out? Will you travel? Will you see the world? Will you find more crafts? I don't know. But you get this image of a picture-perfect life. But I think that often when we lay out this picture-perfect image of what life should be like, I wonder... How often does it stir up within us anxiety and fear and worry and a little bit of failure sometimes when those images aren't achieved? You see, we chase after this picture-perfect image, and when we struggle to maintain that image, it creates a lot of brokenness within ourselves and within our relationships. And I think that's what I want you to help kind of think about and wrestle with today. And so being the you know, person who loves illustrations, I thought, what better way to illustrate picture perfectness than a bowl full of socks? I know what you're thinking. He's probably reaching a little far here. But trust me, I'll get there eventually. I want to share a little story about socks that happened as part of our, uh, our married life. And so Ellie and I decided uh, very early on we wanted to get married, and so I proposed in February. By July, we had set the date and we were getting married in very short, quick order. And so our pastor said immediately, before you even think about the wedding, you've got to do the premarital counseling. And so we thought, all right, you know, what is this going to be? We have this image of married life in our minds We know what this is all about. After all, we were in love, deeply in love, and so we had no issues to work out, right? I love that some of you didn't take that very seriously. We had to work through some stuff, but we didn't know that yet. And so a few minutes after we had started this eight-hour-long class, 
the instructor pulled out some chairs and sat us down across from each other. He said, you guys sit there. Your spouse will sit across from you. And a little bit later, they walked by with a bowl full of socks, cloth, little balls of things that we were, uh, we were meant to throw at each other. But here's why. They said, I want you to name the things that drive you nuts about your significant other. And I want you to name them out loud. And when you do, I'm going to have you take a sock and I'm going to have you throw it at your, bir- at your spouse. So here's an example. This just didn't happen this week, just so you know. You never do dishes. You leave them in the sink. Ellie's there. She's off camera, for those of you that can't see online. I didn't just throw it at a completely random person. Or remember that time two years ago when you said you were going to fix the dishwasher and you didn't? Well, or this one, you always leave your socks out on the floor. That's kind of a hard one sometimes, right? Yep. See, they come back in screen too. But you get the idea, right? So we named the things going on in our story, and we just start throwing things at each other. Now, for a person who thought, you know, married life is bliss, married life will be great, wonderful, I was in for a little bit of a shock. You see, the people that were sitting to our right and to our left, well, Ellie and I kind of stared at each other blankly, like, what are we doing here? There was a lot of anger in the room. There was a lot of hurt, and people were yelling at each other, and you could hear the audible pop when these hit their spouse because they were just that mad. And I thought, okay, is this the picture-perfect image of marriage gone wrong? Or what is going on in this story? You see, I think there's kind of a couple valuable lessons that I learned from socks. The first is this. I learned exactly how far away from Ellie I needed to stand when she was mad at me to not get whacked. That was lesson one. And lesson two was I learned about the importance of creating space for grace. Because I think so often we spend all of our time hurling socks at one one another, and I think sometimes we hurl them at ourselves. In fact, I'll be honest, this sermon feels more like I'm preaching to myself today than it does that I'm preaching to others. You see, I am prone to be a little upset with people or feel frustrated or not be a person of grace at times. I'm also incredibly critical of myself, and I hold myself to a certain standard. But I think this idea that grace is the thing we leave space for in our relationships matters. And here's why. Because when we define grace, it is an unmerited gift from God. It's a free gift of forgiveness, mercy, and love that God gives us every single day. In essence, I think it's important to know that God has taken this bucket of socks every single day and just thrown it away and leaving us with a different picture of life. What if our buckets weren't about the negative, but about the place where grace rests? You see, when life isn't picture perfect, what do we do with it? And our gospel reading this morning helps us wrestle with this question by pointing to three mindsets of making space for grace. And I want to lean into those a little bit. The first is a reading from the Pharisee, the one who gives thanks to God. God, I thank you that I'm not like other people, thieves, rogues, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. 
You see, I fast twice a week, and I give a tenth of my income. And by standards, Pharisees are Jewish followers who believe that living according to Jewish law meant that you were set apart from other people. Yet in this instance, the Pharisee is the one holding the high ground. Thank you, God, that I'm not like those people. Thank you that I'm living the way that I'm supposed to, but those people aren't. So how often do we, as God's people, stand in the judgment seat of others? How does judgment change our view of people or even change our relationships? How does judgment change the way we view our neighbors or those that we disagree with or even our church community? You see, it's hard to be people of grace if we aren't willing to see God's grace in the lives of others. It's a perfect image of hurling socks at one another. But our second image is this, is that this morning of the tax collector. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even look up to heaven, but was beating his breast and saying, God, be merciful to me. A sinner. And so the tax collector it gets the bad rap of the industry, often equated be, with being a swindler or a loyalist to the Roman Empire. They're doing things in kind of a sneaky way. And tax collectors are deemed the type of people one doesn't associate with. It's no wonder that we catch this image of the tax collector who deems himself unworthy of God's grace so much so that he, doesn't even, he isn't willing to look to heaven to notice where God is. So I think it's natural for us as people to witness our past hurts, to live with the weight of mistakes, to live with our imperfections, and in doing so, often we miss out on the grace that makes us new every day. See, living into spaces where we point fingers at others, we often point fingers at ourselves. And in doing so, we miss God's grace for each of us. You see, I think we often spend our time chasing perfection in our family, and we miss out on the beautiful imperfectness that is in our families in front of us. When we chase the perfect job, we step on those around us. When we chase the perfect family, Often our expectations are so high that no one will achieve the end result. See, when we close off the opportunity for grace, we create resentment and carry forward distance and brokenness, and the cycle repeats itself. So I wanted to propose kind of a different perspective for us this morning. And this weekend, we had a, this past weekend, we had a chance to celebrate Clayton's sixth birthday. Now, if you're a six-year-old, this is kind of a big deal. And so every gift that Clayton opened, no matter what it was, even if he didn't know what it was, his favorite line every single time was, it's the gift I always wanted. And I will tell you that a six-year-old gets pretty darn excited over slippers, which is the photo you see in front of you, which for us, we wouldn't have expected. It wasn't some grandiose thing, but it was the gift that made the difference to Clayton. And so we lived into this moment with him of celebrating the gift. 
But our gospel ends with this story, that people were bringing even infants to him, to Jesus, that Jesus might touch them. And when the disciples saw it, they sternly ordered them not to do it. But Jesus called to them and said, let the little children come to me and do not stop them. For it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. And here's the truth in the story. The kids don't come with baggage like adults do. They don't come with pretense of judgment or internal criticism. They don't come with hurt. They don't spend their time hurling socks at one another, but inviting each other in. Kids have no illusion of perfection, and instead, they come flawed and loved as they truly are, and they come into the world as fully themselves as they can. Kids receive this gift of grace and, and love as freely as if it were what they had always wanted. You see, in doing so, they freely receive the gift of grace that forgives us each day, that names and claims us as beloved children of God. And so I want to encourage you today to see others through the lens of God, to meet each day not with the burden of the past, but with the love and grace of God who makes us new each morning. I encourage you to see yourself as beloved and valued. Instead of chasing perfection, maybe it's an opportunity to chase the grace of God in our relationships, in our families, and in our community. Instead of throwing socks, maybe we learn to live in a little bit more grace. Thanks be to God. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us. You can find more information about Elk River Lutheran Church at our website, elkriverlutheran.org. And if you'd like to give to support this podcast and the other ministries of the church, just click that Give button at the top of the homepage. Thanks again, and have a great week. Don't take money, don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.